Rice is a crucial staple for over half of the world's population. And there might be a shortage that puts communities that need affordable rice on the precipice of crisis. The only shortage out there right now, it's India's plain white long grain rice. It's cheap and lower quality that they ship to developing countries. Because rice is, you know, loved all over the world, it also continues to be manipulated commodity by governments in, in the world. India's export bans are reverberating through global rice markets. You know, the protectionist measures basically send a panic signal globally. The U.S. has been dealing with India's oversubsidization. They've created this monster by subsidizing so much that now there's so many rice farmers that if they upset those farmers, that's a huge voting block. America's rice industry contributes over $34 billion to the economy. But U.S. farmers face the same volatility. And, you know, our farmers, they'll go up against any rice farmer in the world, but they can't compete with a foreign government. Rice is a finicky crop, and the U.S. produces about 20 billion pounds of it every year, despite changing climates that are making it even more difficult to grow. With rice, it's not just a question of enough water, but enough water at the right time. So it doesn't need to be a corn or a soybean to be incredibly important to the U.S. agricultural economy. Here's how rice markets can threaten affordable food, trade relationships, and the livelihoods of millions of farmers. There are about 40,000 different varieties of rice, but the market is comprised mainly of long grain, medium grain, and short grain rices, as well as higher value rices like jasmine and basmati rice. Southeast Texas produce millions of bushels of rice yearly. People don't really think we grow rice in the U.S. First of all, it's a small crop, right? We're on 3 million acres as opposed to some of the other crops. It's a crop that makes use of a lot of land that other crops can't make use of. Most of the rice harvested in the U.S. is eaten in the U.S., about 80% of it. And also, if you think about your cereals like Rice Krispies, you know, Kellogg's. With Tex-Mex or Chinese food, food service like Chipotle. Rice is a key input into many products that we consume, but especially beer. Anheuser-Busch is the number one user of U.S. rice domestically. Rice requires unique growing conditions. It's a plant that's half-submerged in pools of water, often on top of heavy clay soils that wouldn't effectively grow other crops. At times when you think of a rice field, think of steppes, a field maybe in India or maybe in Vietnam or Thailand. We don't have land like that, right? Our land is flat, but they'll, the farmers will grade it slightly so that the water can move from one end of the field to the other and they can capture it and recycle it. While the U.S. is the largest rice exporter outside of Asia, the U.S. only accounts for around 5% of global rice exports. The onset of the coronavirus pandemic and then the outbreak of the Russia-Ukraine war caused global inflationary pressures. Some countries responded to the market shock with export bans. Uh, for an individual country, it makes sense to do export bans and help the more vulnerable parts of uh, society. But if a lot of countries do that, and they are doing that now, it further pushes up prices. Then one of the top rice-producing countries limited exports. India, a country which exports make up 40% of the world's rice supply. Yeah, India is a larger rice exporter than the next four rice exporters in the world. In September 2022, India banned exports of broken rice and imposed a 20% duty on exports of some rice varieties. India is a country that has 
suffered from food insecurity in a significant way. There's an understandable desire to ensure appropriate availability of staple foods like rice uh, within the country. But there's a trade-off of that. You end up, you know, distorting the price signal for farmers. Rice prices spiked 15 to 20 percent. By 2023, rice prices hit their highest in almost 12 years. India added another export ban in July 2023 on its plain white long grain rice. So it is concerning that we see the sharp rise in rice prices across the region. Part of the problem is that despite facing the same rising input costs for energy and fertilizer in comparison to other agricultural commodities, market prices for rice stayed relatively stable, which makes it harder for farmers to make ends meet. The equipment is expensive, the investment's expensive, and then you have all these outside factors really working against you. You know, a lot of times people will picture bond pot kettle and, and overalls with a pitchfork. They're not going to picture an $850,000 combine that's sitting out there that's connected to satellites. India's rice export ban impacts developing countries that depend on its affordable rice. That adds to fears of global food insecurity if rice supplies are limited. It's impossible to think about rice without thinking about the food security lens. Over 42 countries depend on India for over 50% of their total rice imports. The only shortage out there right now would really be India's plain white long grain rice that they ship to a lot of countries throughout Africa and Southeast Asia. They don't ship their best rice there. It's cheap and it's lower quality. And when they slap a ban in place, you know, that, that impacted those developing countries the hardest. India has historically been the cheapest supplier of rice. Africa or Southeast Asia, they're going to buy from India because they've got a ton of rice. They can get it here fairly quickly. For example, Indian rice made up over 80% of the market share in a number of African countries. Um, but even in places like Indonesia, which is uh, one of the largest producers itself, it is still vulnerable because it still requires imports to satisfy domestic demand. And so India states that its export bans ensure ample food supplies domestically. However, at the same time, food inflation concerns are at the center of India's elections. You know, from an economic standpoint, it does not make sense for them to keep this ban in place or to have ever put it in place in the first place. It's purely political. You know, Prime Minister Modi is running for re-election. You know, he's seen consumers complaining about increased inflation and rice prices domestically. And it, what they're really doing is they're, they're trying to secure enough rice in their domestic market that their prices will drop for consumers. India has stockpiles of rice in government storage and is harvesting one of the largest rice crops on record. The other risks that, that we see are, of course, rising temperatures, but specifically rising nighttime temperatures, because rice likes this kind of warmer day and cooler night. The rice industry faces environmental threats that can lower yields or destroy crops entirely, making it harder for farms to make a profit. For example, water is crucial for rice production, but it can't be too much or too little. I think we've seen you know, significant drought in California, causing in 2022 a 50% reduction in planted acres. And now that there's been more water availability, this year's significant recovery, maybe 40% increases in yield estimated. Uh, and then, of course, you bring, you bring water and temperature together, and what do you get is, is moisture, and that can become a, a breeding ground for pest and disease, or weeds and herbs and things that are already fairly challenging for rice producers. When U.S. rice farms can't compete with global rice prices, the government may step in with additional financial safety nets, 
which is exactly what happened in 2022. The government passed the rice production program as a supplement. $250 million in funding that was provided by Congress at the end of 2022 was to support rice farmers at brew rice only during the 2022 crop year as a way to offset some of the losses that resulted from the extreme increase in input costs that did not correspond with the increases in crop prices that the farmers received. USA Rice is lobbying Congress to include an updated safety net program in the next farm bill. A relatively small investment from the U.S. government goes a long way in keeping our prices stable, but also keeping us competitive on the world market. Rice farmers can already opt into USDA insurance programs like price loss coverage and agriculture risk coverage. These programs exist really just to stop these farmers from falling through the cracks because that would be a huge disaster, not just for the communities, but for their food supply. The rice-growing communities in the six states where it's primarily grown are built around the rice infrastructure so that the rice mills, the rice dryers employ people, the farms employ people. It's the entire supply chain. I mean, these are very important you know, pillars of these rural communities. USA Rice estimates that each rice farm adds $1 million on average to their local economies. Rice farmers and exporters, they're all going to suffer because of distorted prices. It's such a risky business. On the other side of a rice shortage, it looks like the market can bounce back, for the most part. Rice prices could drop nearly 10% by 2024. And if that happens, global rice markets may even reach a surplus by 2025. And when they decide that they've had enough of the export ban after the election or when they feel secure politically, they will end the export ban. And then that means that rice prices globally will tank. That will impact all of the countries that export rice again. A farmer in Louisiana told me, he, was, he said, you know, every year we take every bit of money that we're worth and a little more and we put it in the ground and we hope we can come back in six months and harvest a crop and sell it at the market.